This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Bring it up, Jake. Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, we are here with you. And a great hour coming your way. We are going to hit from every angle, side, total, and props, line movement analysis, the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers, game one of the Monday Night Football doubleheader, and then side, total, and props, line movement analysis of the Browns and the Steelers in Pittsburgh, game two of the Monday Night Football doubleheader. We'll have lots of bets to give out. We will talk about these games in full. We've got injury information that we will update you on, including the status of Saints rookie running back Kendra Miller. That'll impact how we bet New Orleans Saints rushing props in the game. We will talk about Panthers receiver DJ Chark and we will talk about the status of Browns receiver Amari Cooper we should know by the time we go off the air whether or not Cooper will be playing in this game tonight against Pittsburgh and we will obviously bring that to you here on you better you bet as soon as we get that information but for now Ken let's uh let's wrap up P squared B squared for week three in the National Football League and tomorrow we will talk about all the games that will be played featuring teams playing tonight that'll be the Panthers against the Seattle Seahawks that'll be the Saints against the Green Bay Packers That'll be the Browns against the Tennessee Titans, and that will be the Steelers on Sunday Night Football against the Las Vegas Raiders. So all four of those games coming up tomorrow on the show. But only one more game for us to hit today. P-squared, B-squared continues. You know, I, I tweeted this before. We've talked about this a lot recently on the show. We talked about it last year also. The asinine idea that Vegas knows. We did this on the show on Friday. Hola. Eagles-Vikings close six. Eagles won by six. They knew. Or, like, use your brain. They actually didn't know. Ken, how could Vegas know if after the Bengals-Ravens game yesterday, where Joe Burrow looked bad for a second straight week, and then said after the game to the media, this wasn't like a clandestine secret report that came out, Burrow opened his mouth in front of microphones and cameras and said, I tweaked my calf again. It wasn't a secret. Burrow re-injured his calf. And the line for this game opened. Monday Night Football, Super Bowl rematch from a couple years ago in Cincinnati. The Bengals' six-and-a-half-point home favorites. I looked at that line last night, 
and did two things. One, laugh. Two, bet Los Angeles. Like, really? He's telling you. Also, like, if Burrow were like, if we felt like he were getting healthy, I still would have bet the Rams in the game at that number. So before we talk about the game, like, I don't know if you agree with me on this or you think, like, I'm nuts for saying, for, for, for putting that the way I put it. I could not believe that that was the opener for the game last night after Burrow said that he, that he wasn't healthy. He said it, and they opened six and a half. I don't get it. So maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that, but that was my that was my opinion. Well, you can't be wrong about it if they they actually did it and then you bet it. So it definitely can't be wrong. Wrong. Uh, I think what this just emphasizes, and this isn't, you know, like what's the open of the show, like no victory laps, bragging rights, like none of that stuff. It just emphasizes like a really easy to understand concept, which is that uh, at certain sports books that open first, NFL openers essentially are just the opinion of the guy running the sports book or the guy who's in charge of putting out the NFL numbers is a good way to think about it. It's just kind of like what he thinks the numbers should be. You might be like, well, that's like, he's probably going to be wrong a lot. If that's, if that really what it is, like he's probably going to be wrong all the time. Yeah, he is going to be wrong all the time and they don't care because they just won't take a lot of money at first. And then a lot of people will bet the Rams because Burroughs hurt and the line will go down, you know, at $500 a bet or $1,000 a bet or $2,000 a bet or whatever. And then once they acquire that information, that betters really want the Rams because they think Burroughs not playing and then the line stabilizes like what it's about to do, then the they'll just raise the limits and raise the limits and raise the limits because they'll be more confident that the number is accurate. And so to your point about like Vegas knows, that was always the best part is just like who's Vegas because like the person that's opening, the, like it's just sportsbooks like to tape, take a like a lot of victory laps as like experts and like I'm sure they are experts at booking. Like I'm like I don't understand their business just like Honestly, sometimes, like, I don't know if they understand ours a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. Um, I just, I don't, I don't understand where the concept comes from that, like, they have to put out a great number. Like, that's not even the point of what they do. They don't have to put out a good number. They can put out the worst number. I use this example all the time, but I just reiterate it. If you, I actually, I explained this to my mother one time, uh, the nicest person in the entire world. And like, act really, one night actually just wanted to know, like, what do you like what do you do like i don't understand this can you explain like point spreads to me or like how like sports books work and i go look like let's say like you wanted to open a sports book and you know like alabama's playing ole miss this weekend and you wanted to book that game okay open alabama minus any number you want open the minus 200 and take like 50 bucks and then you know what you're gonna get a ton of 50 dollars bets on ole miss and you know what you're gonna do every time you get a couple of those bets you're gonna keep lowering the number Alabama minus 198, Alabama minus 190, whatever. You're going to keep taking small bets because people are not going to pass up the opportunity to basically get free money from you and make those bets. And you will eventually get to like seven on dozens and dozens and dozens, depending on how fast you want it. You probably move fast because you don't have any confidence that your number's right. And then you get to seven and people will stop betting. And like time will go by and people will stop betting. And you'd be like, okay, cool. Uh, now, I, now I can take $1,000. And then you see what happens. You see maybe people start betting again, like a, a new wave of bettors that bet more money come in and they bet. Like that just shows you, you could start at Alabama minus 200 and it wouldn't take you a really long time to get to the right number, quote unquote, the right number or a number where you would stop, you know, seeing it completely one-sided action in the game. So like the idea that the opener has, has to even be good. So like the one thing I would take umbrage with what you're, is you're like, how could they ever open it that way? Like that's so ridiculous. Like it's, like it's not in their business plan to have good opener who cares the opener doesn't have to be good like it's not it's like it doesn't need to they don't have to be insulted 
it's just like they don't even care like it's not part of the deal like it doesn't matter whether the opener is good or not because if the opener is bad look what happened it's going to get there so fast to like the, the right information is going to be baked in so that would be my only thing is just like I don't, it's not it's not about making fun of them it's just like not what this is and uh and just you know i think just have the exercise in your head like if i opened a book how wrong could i be if i took no money and then like once i figured out what the right number is i could take a lot of money and start booking and be like cool like you could you could just do that so yeah this this game had a very large point spread move from open because betters thought the same way that you did nick and got really valuable numbers as a result of it and uh and now the conversation will obviously be different because we'll see if joe burrow will play or not so you're right with everything you just said, and you explained it really well. Also, Made it's a, a really bad bet. opener. So yeah. also, yeah, I, 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 like, instead of a bad like, opener, instead of a bad opener, how about you made a good bet? Sure, I just, but right. like, I feel like I made like good bets in some of these other games. Like this one was just so outrageously stupid. I think like this was so bad, like so right. bad. Some, I know what you're like, saying. It doesn't they put matter. Out openers... like, I get it. They put out openers like not thinking it was more likely than not he'd miss. They put out openers thinking it was either like 50-50 or that he was more likely to play. But it's like use like use your brains, guy. I mean, look, whatever. Like maybe he. But they don't have to. That's the whole point. I, they don't have to use. I, their I understand. Like it doesn't affect their bottom line. What's like that mistake affects them zero percent. I understand. I just like right. I just like I, I I think it's the worst opener I've seen. Like he look like Burrow literally said he's not healthy. What do you think they're gonna do? They're gonna play him in the game. He tweaked his injury. He's like the he's the, he's the franchise. Like get get the or, hell out. Or whether of they play him or not, whether they play him or not, he says after the game. A good way to think about it is he said he tweaked his injury after the game. Like where do you think the number is gonna go if you open six and a half? Right? Like where do you think you're gonna like you're you're only gonna write Rams for a while at least until the number gets really low. All right, so let's have a, like, I think the point spread kind of tells you at this point, like, it maybe this is an in-between number, and maybe the Rams will just be favored if if Jake Browning starts, and, like, and this is why, like, we do the preseason content we do, both because, like, we talk about the games that we, when we bet on preseason games, but also because it provides us with, like, great context for when we get to the regular season. So, in the preseason, the Bengals' backup quarterback du duel, like, <laughs> duel, was between Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning. Yeah. Uh, Jake Browning, who, the former Washington quarterback who lost by about a billion points in the college football playoff game, right? Uh, Browning won the duel. So Browning is the backup quarterback. I wanted to be a little fair to Jake Browning. I texted a bunch of people in the National Football League today to ask about, hey, like, is Browning actually good? Because I don't think he's good based on what I saw and based on what I read in the preseason. But I got the prevailing thought was he is average at absolute best. He's average and likely below average. Like, likely below average. Maybe okay. surprises everyone, but just the, like, people that I really respect, like, don't think he's good. And don't really think he has a lot of upside. So the point spread now sits, Ken. Cincinnati minus one and a half. Total 43 and a half. Again, in a Super Bowl re rematch from a couple years ago. So look, the six and a half conversation is long gone at this point. Now it's one and a half. It was three and a half also today. Um, like, Burrow ain't playing in the game. Like, I... That's my opinion. I, I'm not reporting that. I don't think he's right. playing in the game. I wouldn't be shocked if they put him on injured reserve. You can't screw with this. You just can't. Uh, Bengals one and a half, 43 and a half, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Well, there's. I think there's two interesting things happening in this game, and the one that should get much more attention is Burrow and what happens with him. And obviously, as, as you've <laughs> pointed out a lot in this segment, there's been a very big adjustment from the opener until now as it becomes less, seems less likely would be the right way to put it. Just everyone reads the same reporting. It seems less likely that he's going to play than it did, you know, 
right after the game or obviously when the game was being played or whatever uh, when they were playing the Ravens. But I, I think another thing that's happening here that also makes this interesting is like even an opener of six and a half, like let's say that like that's kind of like how the teams were rated. I would just point out, and this is like a really minor point, but I do think it's kind of interesting. It represents like a really significant upgrade to the Rams rating through two games, which is really interesting and probably correct. And just, it just, it's interesting kind of like food for discussion. Cause if you just go by like, well, and just think about this, like you don't even have to trust what my number is. Like Niners at Rams closes seven and a half. Yes, there's no home field advantage in the game. And the Niners fill that. We did that on Sunday. We talked about how like the Niners will fill that place up and they'll have a lot of fans there. But like, okay, seven and a half on a neutral. And then you're going to play at Cincinnati who had the highest win total in the league coming into the year. Like that number is probably 10 before the year, 10 and a half before the year. And they they open six and a half. So like that opener could have had a little burrow actually in it. Like what if their rating was 10 and they were like, let's open less than seven because we're not sure if burrow is going to play. At least we don't go through seven on the action. Uh, But what it also probably represents is something that we're all thinking, which is that maybe the Rams are actually just better than we thought before the year. And maybe they've kind of shown us that through two games, they remain uh, you called them the most interesting team in the offseason. They might still be the most interesting team. I mean, they just, I still have no idea what this is going to be the whole season. Like, I know the first two games have been really good in terms of like what we expected and what they delivered on, but maybe they get like their cell, they're telling you maybe Cooper Cup comes back in week five, like that that's on the table. We don't really have a lot of additional reporting recently on it, but like that that's in play. Man, like, now you kind of think about it, you go, can they make the playoff? Like, the NFC stinks. Can they be the sixth seed or the seventh seed? Um, Maybe. Like, look at the teams they'd have to leapfrog. They're certainly at least as good as a lot of them. One of them they played in week one and beat the crap out of them, the Seahawks. So just, like, I still don't know what they are. It's just so interesting. I just, it's, it's a minor thing. Like, the major thing in this game is, does Burrow play yes or no? The point spread moves as he plays or doesn't play. But just the second thing is just, the Cincinnati Bengals also happen to be playing this week probably a team that's going to get thought of as better than they were before the year more than any other team that's played like tampa's 2-0 i don't think we've upgraded them as much as the rams you know like atlanta's 2-0 i don't think we've upgraded them as much washington's 2-0 but like rams one and one hmm, like but what we've seen so far they might be really good so i think that's like kind of like makes this game doubly interesting i guess i would say um, my projected point spread of the game was less than six, even if Burrow was going to play. So I'm with you here. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I've upgraded the Rams pretty aggressively. And kind of, Ken, in conjunction with what I was saying about San Francisco, like, I think the Niners are the best team. I thought the Rams acquitted themselves pretty well in that game against San Francisco. Like, I, like let's just say, I still think the Niners would have found a way to win the game. But, like, like Shanahan goes for that sneak on the final play of the half where if they don't score, if Purdy doesn't score, the Rams yeah. go into halftime with the, with the touchdown lead at home. Super high leverage like, play. Yeah. I, I still think the Niners would have probably found a way to win the game. Like, the Rams beat the brakes off Seattle on the road in Week 1. Seattle just went into Detroit with their backup tackles and beat the Lions who beat the Chiefs in the season opener. And then acquitted themselves really well against a team that I think right now is the best team in the league. The Rams are good. The Rams yeah. are good. And now this takes us to... What, what should the points spread be if Jake Browning's the quarterback? Because I, I'm going to guess right now... I think it is way less than 50%. It's my opinion. My opinion could be worth nothing. I could be way wrong here. Burrow could play, could throw for 500 yards. My opinion is that Burrow's not playing in this game. So if it's Jake Browning, what should the point spread be? What do you want to do here with the Rams and Bengals? I I knew the whole day that you were going to ask me this question, and I still don't know if I have anything intelligent to say, because I just... 
this already represents well it's first thing's really obvious this already represents a really steep downgrade like really 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 steep um it already represents kind of like an upgrade to the rams too that's already happened so i it's hard for me to be like look if he doesn't play where do i think the market would go based on the fact that they're 0-2 and, and they've shown you nothing, Rams less than 3 would probably be like the right number, not right number that would probably be where the market would go uh, and I honestly don't know what I would do in that situation, I really, I know the easy answer is like oh we'll just bet the Rams they're good and, and Jake Browning stinks, at some point like there has to be some number where you would bet the Bengals, I don't know if that's it but I, I think yeah, Rams small favorite I guess would make sense if he doesn't play We'll do a little more on this game on the other side, the Rams and the Bengals on Monday Night Football and then we'll give you our bets for both Monday Night Football games tonight Saints and Panthers, Browns and Steelers. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.